0: Phrases from it, so it's like, yeah, yeah. Come on, what you what you
1: I gave it to Roddenberry anyway. That's something that I came up with, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> back in the 60s. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I, I, I saw the Star Trek meme that has Kirk standing in front of red shirts and goes, I need you guys to go to the store for me.
1: Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, I'll tell you this quickly since we're in the intro, um. <laughs> my kids were getting a little bored with minecraft they love minecraft but they were like you know we've just kind of mastered everything and blah 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 and i'm like well have you guys tried it um, rl craft they go what's that and i go it's a modded minecraft that makes it rl sense for real life so it's a little bit more hardcore and they're like yeah it's fine like whatever and i'm like all right so i installed it and you know now you have to worry about thirst you can get hypothermia, you can be overheated, you know, stuff like that. But then also the world is full of both real and magical creatures that all want to murder the fuck out of you. <laughs> so it's like even in the in the open, like if you read the synopsis of the mod pack, they go expect to die a lot. <laughs> and it's true. You die it's, all the time. It's like Kid <laughs> Yeah, sometimes unfairly. Like you'll just die. and You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what hit you. Um, because like in regular Minecraft, there are skeletons that have bow and arrows, okay? Mm. They can hit you a bunch of times, you won't die. But now in RLCraft, you can get one-shotted because every part of your body has a health thing now. Oh, shit. So if he hits you in the head, you're dead. And I'm like, God. And I really like it because you know I've been playing Minecraft since it came out. You know, and, and it's nice to I I like the building aspect's always there, and that's fine. But there's really no challenge in survival anymore. <laughs> I kind of have the, I have the pattern down. It's not that big of a deal. But now I'm playing this shit, and I'm like, I'm dying like every five minutes. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. And I and then you'll be like, oh, I got a foothold, so I'm in a town. And by the way, for anyone listening, Steve doesn't play Minecraft. No, So he probably has no idea what I'm talking about. But I'm I'm in a I'm in a I've town. Seen enough videos. So I'm in this town and fucking – I'm like, okay, cool. I found a town. Fuck. The sun's starting to go down and that's when all the bad guys come out. And there's still no bad guys during the day but I can see them. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck. I need to get in one of these houses. cool. Get in the house. I found some armor. I found s- some weapons. I'm like, ha. I'm fucking set, set. You can kiss my ass with this bullshit. It's it ain't even hard. I was talking all <laughs> kinds of shit. So all of a sudden, this thing like – called like Volcano or something. And it was like a graphic in the middle of the screen that goes, Volcano! I was like, what the fuck is that? And it's some kind of event in the mod where all of a sudden these giant fire beasts <laughs> came out of nowhere and just started decimating this town <laughs> that I, I thought I was so safe in. So I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> I'm trying to grab my shit. And it's it's fucking... It's, they're throwing magma and since it's supposed to try to be as realistic as possible you get hit once you're dead it's yeah. it's not a oh my health went down
0: liquid hot magma
1: right <laughs> so i picked up all my shit and I'm, I'm running and then i get hit i'm dead and then you respawn and you have nothing and i'm just <laughs> like okay <laughs> <laughs> so my kids were playing that today they were loving it though a little bit more of a challenge but um my friends keep trying to get me to. play. I downloaded it. It's the new free to play um, Call of Duty.
0: Oh yeah,
1: it's a battle royale, like
0: oh, I hate Fortnite battle or Royals. whatever. But I hate battle But
1: Royals. I don't like them either. But I like playing with like with friends. It's fine. Yeah. But they're like, are you gonna play? Because all they do is play Call of Duty. Like I I feel every waking moment of their <laughs> life that they're not at work, they're playing Call of Duty. Right. And I'm like, oh, am I on the bro friend list now? Like what the <laughs> fuck? And did you, um, you just kick me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> They'll ask me, and I go, oh, no, I'm playing Minecraft. I'm like, oh, with your kids? I'm like, no, with myself. <laughs> I like, because, and they go, why do you always play Minecraft? I'm like, because it's fucking relaxing. I'm tense enough these days. Well, you now, know, but I need to try it out. I heard it's good.
0: Now that I know the um the forecast for the next month, you know, pretty much going to be sequestered. Right. I was like, going, hey, you know, I should download uh, Star Trek online again. Check it out. Yeah,
1: that and game really, is dope.
0: I was like, I haven't done that in a while. But I've also... Um, I ended up. Uh, it was weird because I used to I was playing some uh video files off my uh USB um my USB stick on some my video <laughs> file. things I acquired you know right right, um, right. on on my Sony uh, Blu-ray player and everything was playing fine and then I for some reason there are certain files that the audio is not supported and I was like God damn it. And I was like, fucking Sony. So I ended up moving my Xbox back to the living room. But it was okay because I was using it in my room for, uh, like, the Spectrum app so I can watch TV. But now that I got a Roku, we're all Roku'd in the house now. Um, right. So I got my Roku. So I was like, okay, not a big deal. So I moved it over to the living room. So now I have an empty port over there. I was like, oh, now I can connect my uh, original PlayStation. And, uh, you know, because I have my PlayStation, six, my N64, GameCube, PS2, PS3 my ps4 and i got my og xbox xbox 360 and all that i'm like going okay so now i can just you know play some of this shit over here and uh you know now that i was like okay so now my schedule is wide open for the next month
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i um i bought i bought final fantasy 9 for the switch Mm -hmm. but i haven't got dug into that yet but i've been doing a lot of minecraft shit like i figured out that whole mod pack for the kids so i could kind of explain it to them all right um, I've been for obvious reasons, and I know it's kind of silly. I've been watching a lot of videos on homesteading and fucking <laughs> canning food and shit. But it's always been something that I've been kind of interested in. Like, I don't want to buy a fucking homestead, but I like watching people do it. Right. And then I, I think that like I caught a um, it was like a recipe for homemade spaghetti sauce you can make from tomatoes and shit like that and like ha- and you can can it and it'll stay for like two years. I'm like that's kind of dope that's because cool. in the summertime tomatoes are fucking dumb cheap. Like we have a like a farm here, you can buy them in bulk and they're trying to get rid of them.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then I could just make a bunch of jars of sauce and fucking put it in the <laughs> put it in the pantry, <laughs> you know what I mean? But um you know silly stuff like that and fucking um but I haven't been very productive. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, I mean, me, I've been working, but...
0: Me too. I, I was like, you know, I mean, in between going out to the store and stuff like that, or to like for a walk, you know, and, and just the podcast and stuff like that, I haven't really been super productive. Um, but uh, I have been actually enjoying, uh, for people that know me, you know, I'm they know I'm into movie scores. I'm into film scores. And uh, there's a channel on YouTube called film symphony orchestra and uh, fso and it's a spanish um spain spanish uh orchestra that go that tours but they do film scores the greatest thing about this is when they perform they sound like the real like score oh, shit. um the dude is the <laughs> the dude is legit awesome the conductor it's a full black coat and it goes all the way down to like his ankles so like it's like um you remember in uh, in TNG when they f- had their first um, the first uh, what do you call it dress uniforms and they look like those like kind of overcoats that just wrapped around. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like he's wearing something like that, and his orchestra plays and he's done like the theme from Rocky. The cool thing about even the theme from Rocky, he's got an electric guitar on there, you know. So and it's just amazing patrick love like patrick and i love john williams but patrick loves the score from the patriot the old Mel gibson movie and they released that video the other day so i sent it to patrick and then i got from patrick after about mm, about five minutes ah like like it hit, <laughs> like it hit just right but it's like it's a great great channel if you if you love movie scores and you want to just this guy looks like he's having fun when he's conducting it. So do the people that are in it. So FSO, it's on YouTube. Check out his channel. It goes back like five years, and he does a lot of different scores. It's really, really good. It's almost like listening to the original. And I, mm. I, I've been doing that a lot lately because orchest- orchestral music soothes me. And I'm also at night when I go to sleep, I listen to Yo-Yo Ma and stuff like that. Um, but it's it's actually a really, really cool, like relaxing kind of thing. So I've enjoyed it. that's pretty much what i've been (laughs) what i've been doing mostly uh
1: i mean we're all getting through this the way we need to get through exactly i was actually thinking too because i was uh, one thing i've always wanted to get into and i'm I'm thinking kind of like 10 steps ahead because when we buy a house my wife my wife and i want to start like a garden and stuff and um I was looking at stuff like that and I was thinking, Steve should be doing this shit. That damn front yard. Set it up. Motherfucker, never go to the grocery <laughs> store again. Shit. Have some chickens out that motherfucker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I told my wife, I was like, Look, I'm watching this this video. This chick's in Phoenix right now with this fucking one acre farm that she got going on. And she got some chickens. She goes, Why she have two two different types of chickens I go one's for laying eggs and ones are for eating. So she raises them and then kills them and then eats them. She goes, Oh my God, that's ridiculous. I'm like, you eat chicken, don't you?
0: Exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's like the, it's like the whole thing with um, hot dogs. You don't, or sausage. You don't want to know how they're made. Right. You You just want them delivered, you know? It's but like, because
1: I was looking at all that silly shit, right?
0: Because obviously I'm not. I was watching people that like
1: moved into the woods, like, and just I was just watching because it was interesting. Fucking
0: Unabomber mode,
1: right? Unabomber. And fucking, um, I was learning like silly shit, like if you get a meat grinder, which is like twenty bucks, you can buy like meat in bulk and you save fucking hundreds of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> just doing it, turning a crank. You know what I mean? It's just like whatever. But uh, yeah, I think when we get a house, we're gonna start a garden, and then I'm gonna learn how to can it. So you, because you have to kind of can things when you're growing things, so they don't go to waste. Right. And um, you, you already know I'm gonna grow some potatoes. When well, I was telling fucking <laughs> Steve about growing potatoes in five gallon buckets, so we we out here, you know, it's not a big deal. <laughs>
0: We out here living the Walking Dead life, you know. (laughs) That's
1: right. You never know when this fucking, this bullshit gonna happen again. I'm gonna stay ready. I told my wife, I said, once um once they're back in stock, I'm buying one of the bidet add-ons for the toilet. You miss me with this running out of toilet paper paper bullshit.
0: bullshit,
1: My buddy bought that. He's like, yeah, I bought one. He's like, they were fifty bucks he goes but i he says i wish i bought the heated one <laughs> and i was like ooh that, oh, was that fucking week yes.
0: yeah i know you like in the morning it's 40 degrees whoa <laughs> oh shit yeah. like i am awake <laughs> who needs coffee when you have a cold bidet? <laughs> uh. Uh, welcome everybody to the lazy geeks a weekly podcast that takes an unfiltered look at geek and pop culture and removes all the clickbait clutter we're thinking so you don't have to i'm steven vargas i'm adam riley <laughs> oh man yeah that cold bidet
1: (laughs) he goes he goes but i fucking stay ready i don't need to fucking buy fuck you
0: i I hope all the toilet paper's out i was like all right it's like it's like it's like john and myself like uh, we were talking about it because uh you know you're also running out of paper towels and we ran out of paper towels fortunately i went to the nearest 99 cent store and it looks like they just got some in so they just had it on a pallet. They didn't even put it on the shelf. They just put it on a pallet right there. So I was able to grab one. And, um, but when I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, we don't, a lot of the stuff we use a paper towel for, we could just use a rag, you know, and then just wash it, <laughs> you know, and. That's what we do. We don't use paper towels. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, we can just do that. So I ended up, when I ended up going back to the 99 cent store, I got a couple of like kitchen rags. And I was like, "Yeah, we just do this. Use it to clean, wipe down shit." Because we were using it for spring cleaning that week. Actually, that's something we got done this week was some spring cleaning, and yeah. um, and so I was just using rags, and you know, and it was just like going, "Damn!" And a little bit of Dawn, and it was like, "Boof, smooth." Yeah, we yeah. have.
1: Well, usually in the kitchen, we'll have we have a lot of rags because we have one in each bathroom to dry your hands. Right. That lately, that's been getting replaced once a day. Usually that'll stay there until it starts looking weird. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, we replace that once a day and then we'll have one in the kitchen for like drying things, and then we have one for cleaning, like tables and countertops. But yeah, my wife is like paper towels are a waste of fucking time. I'm not gonna buy and then when we buy them, the kids use like eighteen of them to fucking <laughs> clean. It's just ridiculous. They're usually gone in five seconds.
0: Yeah. Usually we when we used paper towels, it was because the thing is, is like when I when I cook some stuff, you have to kind of wrap it in a paper towel when you put it in the micro, or you know anything the dog decides to throw up, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. But this week, so like the last time I actually went out went out to like shop and stuff like that was pretty much before the the onslaught happened, you know, where everybody started pulling a whole World War Z on like Costco and shit. Right. Um. So I went out this week to go and um, go shopping. So I decided, I go, well, my first concern was getting the pets their food because I'm, I'm, I'm that person that's like, well, if we get the pet food stuff, we can work the rest of it out, you know, the, our stuff. So I went to Ralph's because they generally have most of the stuff that I need, but I didn't eat a whole lot. So I hadn't been to Ralph's since this whole thing started. So I get down to Ralph's, but I go, I usually, I'm, I'm one of those guys that likes to go early in the morning so I don't deal with the crowds and I'm there before the lunch crowd gets there. But this time I was like, oh wait, they all open at eight and they have that eight to nine or whatever hour for for senior folk. So I said, All right, well, I'll just go around ten o'clock. So <laughs> I go to Ralph's, um, the one on Shoop, and uh got out over there and I look and the doors are closed. And I'm like, Wait, there's cars here, are they open? And then I get over and there's a dude standing at the front door and he's like, and he, he waves me, he goes, Did you need a do you need a card? He goes, They're all wiped down. And then I was like,
1: they did that at Sprouts when yeah. I went on Saturday.
0: And then there was me and this other guy waiting at the door and he gets on the walkie talkie and then they're like, okay, let him in. So he opened the door and we went in and then he closed it behind us. And it was so nice. Yeah. I was like, oh, I actually kind of like this because like the, it's like. It's that
1: full service. It's it's, like. that,
0: it's not just that full service, but it was that, there was like not that many people in there. So I didn't have like a group of people hanging out in the middle of the aisle when you're trying to get through. You know, it was yeah. just like eating. people just bullshitting, like yeah. not even shopping. Yeah. Or those guys that put their shopping cart on one side of the aisle and then stand on the side looking at the opposite wall. You're kind of like really yeah. asshole, you know,
1: but it was because everyone's out with a purpose. They're not just bullshitting around yeah. like that's what I've noticed. But I had
0: to admit rouse had their uh baked and deli section fully stocked <laughs> i was like oh i was expecting this. like it was actually pretty well stocked the only things that were missing were just like of course paper towels toilet paper all that shit. but for the most part they had a lot of stuff um yeah. their potato their frozen potato section was kind of gone um
1: oh yeah that's another section here too that's been you can get it if you go in the morning yeah like, I don't think there's a shortage of it. It's just that it sells really fast. Everyone yeah. loves potatoes, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, at Ralph's, I can... I only got the... I, fortunately, they had my hash browns, which is what I like. I like their particular hash browns. And um, and so I got some of the stuff I needed, but with dogs, with, like, cat treats, which is what we get for the cats, all gone, all but one little thing. And I was like, well, these... I got a small pack of them, this particular brand, at Christmas and they mo- they chomped it up like there was no tomorrow. So I go, okay, well I'll substitute it with this one. And um and then, you know, did all the stuff I needed to and then and then left. And the guy out front, they had one door that was entrance, one door that was exit. And they had the um the cashiers. Now they had situated everything that you had to go they made it so you have to go out this one way. Can't go around yeah. or whatever. And um as I got out there and I was sorting my stuff, I heard the guy the guy out front was having way too much fun. And This lady goes, can I come in? And he's like, yeah, it's like a five-hour wait. And she goes, oh, my God. And he's like, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be doing that shit, too. <laughs> and they were like, oh, it is, you know. and um, So he's letting people in and stuff like that. And, and so, but then later, I went to Smart and Final. Smart and Final didn't have that kind of regulation, but it actually wasn't that busy. Um, but at Smart and Final, they were more, but I think it's because it's bulk stuff, you know, there. So they had, you can only get, one of each item and it was like chicken pork ground beef steak and they said or mix and match you know but you can only get you know one of each or two of each or something like that and um that was all through their meat so I ended up picking up some um, ground beef and steak and some pork chops and chicken and uh but like their cheese section was all completely decimated Ralph's wasn't so it was interesting to start seeing where you know the differences came in frozen food section this is one thing that would made me kind of sad i walked in the frozen food section and they had like hungry man dinners and, and all this stuff hot pockets gone um the uh white i Cap- mean what are you gonna pick you right. know what i mean white castle white castle like frozen burgers i don't know if you've seen those yeah but, yeah gone uh um, I,
1: I used to eat those when i was a kid <laughs> Yeah,
0: and all these things all of these and, and, and then my brother's like kids are home and i was like oh fuck yeah. that's right i like go uh, but all like the, the food and the interesting thing was, is that they're the same thing. The uh, potatoes were all gone, like all the frozen potatoes. But then I went to Viardas later on and Viardas had French fries, all different kinds of fries and they had more stuff that you needed. Because,
1: because Hispanic parents know how to cook.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but and that's they, the thing. Well, that's
1: the thing here is that my wife is like, all this stuff is gone, but I don't want it. And I go, that's because you can cook. Yeah. Like this is shit. Like that kind of stuff we get sometimes if we're tired. Yeah. Like it's we don't get. My wife just made the week's worth of dinners. They're all in the fridge. Yeah. So it's like you're you're. I was telling the kids the other day, the situation like this reinforces the fact that we all need to learn to cook. You don't have to be a fucking chef,
0: right? But
1: you need to learn to cook. I said I'm gonna start learning some skills in the kitchen because this is ridiculous. Like I'm that person. If I didn't have my wife with me. You know, God forbid, if she passed away and I was just with the kids, they, I'd be screen, scrounging for. Or fucking a tragic accident food. happened.
0: You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen, people fall down the stairs all the time remember? for legal reasons. I'm joking.
0: <laughs> for legal I reasons, I saw that.
1: I, I've been saying that a lot lately because I saw it on Reddit. This dude said something about like. I don't know, someone dying on the coronavirus. Just some, some dark humor shit. Right. And then he comments on his own things. He, for legal reasons, this is a joke.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that made me laugh the most. <laughs> because I know he's like tongue-in-cheek being like, people could be fucking stupid. It's like
0: John Mulaney in his, in his special. He's like going, yeah, he goes, you know, I you got to be careful with the jokes you make. Because, you know, he goes, back in college, this guy was like, yeah, hey, this guy, that's su- my neighbor that's suing me, you know, I need to go do his deposition, so I'm going to be late for improv class. And then I run. Oh, that sucks. Do you want me to kill him for you? He goes, oh. and he's like, he goes because he said something. He goes, I'm joking. He goes because you have to do those. Like he goes, and um, he goes, remember that email you sent uh, me in college? Because it was still going on like years later after they got out of college. And he goes, Yeah, why? And he, he goes, I don't, I don't remember. He goes, Well, you should because your email came up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like for legal reasons. I'm just kidding, you. Know? <laughs> it's like for legal reasons, It's like this you, is a fabrication. <laughs> do you really think that's funny, Mr. Mulaney? <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, so like I went out and um, but before that, like a like a week before that, I went to just grab a few things, like get a thing of milk and stuff like that, which we haven't had a problem with, thankfully. Like milk is there and stuff like that. But when I went out, I see these younger cats now. I want to put an image in your head. Most of you know those kind of guys that have never served in the military, that aren't police, that that have this obsession with special ops, but would never ever, you know, have are like you know nearsighted and can't tell colors, and but they're obsessed with military or police things that they wear camouflage pants tucked into these like calf high boots. Yeah. You know those two types of douchebags. A bunch of these guys I see running around with. Like these military grade face masks, you know, with like, it's not just the little straps that go around. It's like these bands that go around the head with like these, like, I'm like going, you're not paintballing. You're going out into the fucking street. Not to mention you're supposed to be part of the, 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 the group of people that don't get sick, you know. And you see all of these guys and I'm just like, oh, these guys, they, they annoy me. But as I was walking down the street, I saw I was going past the uh, busway. And I saw this one guy, same kind of dude, camouflaged hoodie and, you know, black guy. And he had this big old kind of like, you know, air soft kind of face mask and gloves. And he's walking around with gloves. But they're gloves that keep your hands warm. So they're like the knitted gloves. Yeah. And he's touching. My daughter sh- was doing the same. I'm like, what are you doing? He's touching shit, you know, like the lights and stuff like that. And I look at him and I shake my hand. And then right next to him. So this guy's probably in his early to mid 20s girl next to him looks like straight out of high school you know high school musical blonde hair cute you know she had like her varsity jacket on she had a medical face mask and gloves like latex gloves not well not latex. you know the the regular gloves yeah yeah and she had those and she's walking around i'm like going is it sad that the girl that's younger than you is more actually well more well prepared than you are I was like, "Wait till you get those gloves home, dude. They they're porous. It's gonna go right through. You're an idiot."
1: Like my um, my daughter, and I guess it. I understand her logic, but she was putting. She was wearing a bandana when she went outside over her face, <laughs> and I was like, "That's not helping you." Right. And she goes, "Yeah, but you see people wearing them when they're working. Like, yeah, it will help for dust." Right. And dirt, that's why you see construction people wearing them. But that doesn't – viruses are microscopic. It goes right through the thing. And she's like – Don't be like your sister. (laughs) Right? She goes, well, I'll just line it with plastic. I'm like, then you'll die. Die. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, well, we need – I'm like, you don't – the virus is not airborne. Right. So stay away from people and don't touch your face and try not to touch anything.
0: It's when and you'll cough, you'll be fine. It's when they cough on you or near you, you know. Yeah, that, be,
1: that. and that's not. And I was trying to explain that to uh, my wife because she's like, "Well, that's airborne, right? Because it's in the air." Yeah. I'm like, "No, yes, you are catching it through the air, but it's because it is falling on you. Yeah, from a source. It's dropping." I go, time. "Airborne's when it's hanging out, like yeah. the measles, which <laughs> 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 is hanging out in the air, yeah, which know, technically it's, isn't airborne either. It just the measles stuff is um." Is so light that it hangs out in the air for a while. That's why it's terrifying. It's
0: airborne. It like hangs out, you know, like your cousin,
1: you know, yeah, right. <laughs> the when you want him to leave. But, you know, your mom <laughs> says he's got to fucking stay. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, oh, but, but it, there was this one. This I got uh, this because I just remember. So I was a, I was at the uh, this was back when I was at the cent store. Oh, I, I was telling Adam earlier. I was at the 99 cent store because, you know, you get shit for 99 cents there. Um. Or at least for most instances. So I I go into I'm into the 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 hygiene section and I'm looking at the shelves that used to have the liquid antibacterial soap completely cleaned out like they have trial size ones that you're, that they're selling, but right next to them is bars of soap full to the brim. Nobody's touching these things, and I'm looking. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? It's like these are two packs of bars of soap for 99 cents. Not to mention that these are going to last a lot longer than that liquid antibacterial bullshit you're getting. But at the same time, so I'm grabbing one. I'm looking at to- I'm looking at some other stuff. I was looking at the see what kind of toothpaste it has. But I had my uh, earbuds in, and I was listening to the last podcast on the left. And they have a really great series right now for um, uh, JFK. And they're getting into the conspiracy theories now of JFK. And they said something funny. And because I'm in public, i try tried to stifle my laugh but because I tried, I, I was trying not to laugh, but I was stifling it. That I actually, I actually kind of coughed, like I went, <coughs> like that. Yeah. This lady standing next to me turns and stares at me, and I look at her because and I you'll look at bring her, the play. Yeah, and she's got the mask on. She's got these blue, you know, latex gloves. And I just look at her and I just turn her back and I looked at, and like slowly she walks her ass out of the aisle, <laughs> turns the corner. I was expecting her to have somebody like, you know security or something to come up to asking me to leave or something like that. But I was just kind of like, I was just kind of cracking myself up. Like (laughs) it wasn't a cop. I was just stifling a laugh.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's like that here, like fucking, um, I, my two of my daughters and myself have seasonal allergies. They start at the beginning of spring. Mine are very mild, like barely there. But every once in a while I got to clear my throat, you know? And I was hit Walmart Let on Saturday. Me
0: clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and I just went <clears throat> like that. And two people snapped looked at me like they were gonna fucking murder me. I'm like, you calm the fuck down? All right. But um you know what, maybe maybe with people being like that, we'll actually uh, get this all sorted out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because it's those people that are not going to get sick.
0: Right. Like, but
1: um, yeah, I was telling my kids, because my kids don't leave the house anymore. Like, they're just in the house.
0: See, that's what kind of sucks for you, because now you're in an apartment when you were at that house. It would have been well, nice, because then they could have at least step outside.
1: I kind of live in a townhouse, so they, they can go, they can go, we have a little backyard, um, so they can go there. And then we, we, I, I try to take them for a walk every day mm. around the complex. There's no one out in the complex anymore. So I just take them for, you know, a nice little stroll or something, just to get some it's, fresh air or it's whatever. It's kind of
0: neighborhood now when you're walking around, you see curtains closed as you're st- walking down the street.
1: Right. This is, and it's so funny cause I am, um, sensitive to sunlight slightly. I'm not a fucking vampire, but, you're Irish. um, right uh, th- this is the first time in my life where i'll go outside and the sunlight hits my face and i go oh. cuz i'm in the house all the fucking time like all the fucking time <laughs> i think tomorrow cuz the sun the sun comes in my bedroom window um in like the morn the late morning hmm. i think i'm going to crack the fucking blinds open just let let it come in we need it (laughs) for vitamins
0: yeah for vitamins yeah well like in in my room my son my window faces when the sunrise so like if it clears the uh clears the apartment across the street from me like i get straight on sunlight pretty much about like 7 a.m is where it comes shining through my room so lately i've been kind of closing it a little bit but i close it halfway So a little light in yeah, and um, and get that going. But yeah, I I t- try to take walks or I hang out in you know my my yard to just kind of uh take in the sunlight. But it's funny, like that meme I sent you that I tagged you in on Facebook yesterday. I just went outside, and let me say that sun hit different when it's illegal. <laughs> yeah, <for> real. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was, my 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 wife's like, oh, um, they're talking about doing a stay-at-home order in Arizona, and what difference is that going to make to me? Right. I was like, we're we're all staying at home already, and she goes, yeah, that's true. Why would they do the order? Because I'm like, because we're not fucking retarded. Right. We, they, they're already, they've already been asking us to do that. The reason they do the order is because there's too many people who don't listen. Right. So they have to make it a, a like a law. But um, people are talking about like, oh, now you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Now that they know they can do this, they're going to do it all. I'm like, do you really think the United States? government wants us not working.
0: Right.
1: You really think that they want (laughs) the economy to be frozen.
0: Yeah. They were built on this. Like, yeah,
1: they need us to work. So it's, it's, um, it's actually kind of funny. Like obviously some negatives are are shining through with our government, um, that you're seeing not being repaired and, and stuff like that. But some of the, some of the inner workings of this constitutional republic are more on the surface for people to see and it, it's even the good stuff like the whole um, pe- people saying that they oh well this is what the government wants now more people are like well that doesn't make any sense because if we're not working they're not making any money right so why would they want us to do that and I'm like my, my wife had said that and I go now you're getting it is this government was set up as a bunch of pieces that all connect together and if they don't all function Things will start fuck fucking up right, and then thing. that that gives the the bigger players, the richer people or whatever, more incentive to help the poorer people
0: right. it doesn't always
1: work, right. but <laughs> you know it's just it's funny. an interesting system
0: it's funny because like you think about a difference a hundred years make like a hundred years ago, alcohol was prohibited, now it's considered essential business during a national health yeah. crisis like <laughs>
1: and that's that that's one thing that they haven't a abundance at the store there's fucking alcohol everywhere (laughs) i'm like okay but i get it no one's partying
0: yeah you know so by the way love that um love the um uh what was it uh rapper's delight that you should yeah that was
1: great (laughs) that was fucking great and the little the little freeze frame at the end yeah that fucking (laughs) I blew my mind, really.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, man, Lester Holt and Ryan Williams. <laughs> I said a hip hop,
1: a It even it even was in beat.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like usually that that cut. I mean, kudos to the guy that cut that together because that's.
1: I think it works out too because they're they're both very professional newscasters, so they keep their voice very flat. Yeah, because that's how you're supposed to be. I know people watch Fox News, you don't understand this, but or MSNBC. Um, you're supposed to be very, and today in the news, like watch the, listen to the BBC. Yeah.
0: Either the BBC, or if you go to like CNN, Wolf Blitzer, Wolf,
1: Wolf Blitzer is Bl- very much like that. It's very much like, um, that. NPR. Yeah. And MP- talking about an American, <laughs> if
0: you want NPR, if you, if you want that, but also if you want to fall asleep. Yeah. NPR is really good for it's a cure for insomnia. I think NP, that's what NPR. NPR
1: is. I listen to NPR. People make fun of me. They say I it's like too. a hipster thing to do, but I'm like, I just want to hear the news. I don't want to hear people's opinions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I why have I listen it. to NPR. But the I'll have it on. And sometimes it's just in the background because it's so. Uh, da, 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 da. Then all of a sudden your ear will catch 15 people die. What?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you'll hear like, and these women were sodomized with the foreign option. So, wait, what? <laughs> like,
1: what like You shouldn't sound that chill about that, bro. <laughs> I
0: know. I think <laughs> I'd sound a little more upset if it was me. <laughs> every once in a while on
1: NPR, every once in a while, I'll hear, and it's usually if it's a really tragic story you'll hear like sadness in the tone. Yeah. But I mean I don't think that can be helped, you know what right. I mean? But but the politics and stuff, it's pretty straight they have opinion shows. Yeah. But as long as they mark them as opinion, there's no issue. Right. I mean, we should all just get our news from infowars.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: And I'll be discussing that mm-hmm. briefly. That was funny, too, because he, you told me about that InfoWars thing, and I completely <laughs> forgot it was my story. So I was like, I That's did know the, that. The oh. reason
0: why the reason why I brought it up was because I saw it in the show notes. I was like, oh, hey. And I was right. like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, as we do every week before we get into our main story, it's time to jump into some news. All right. So uh, when we complain about our internet provider, and we all have – you have to think it isn't, as, it isn't as fragile as the Internet in Europe. Well, to be fair, they have more people stuck at home which um, there, which is more, inu- more unusual than in the United States. The European Union has been asking Internet providers to throttle Internet service to prevent Europe from literally breaking the Internet. Sony is, is the latest to comply. Uh, Sony International Entertainment President and CEO Jim Ryan announced the move on the PlayStation blog on Tuesday, saying that it's working with internet service providers in Europe where, where the reduction of download speeds currently applies. We believe that it is important to do our best to address internet stability concerns as an unprecedented number of people are practicing social distancing and are becoming more reliant on internet access," Ryan said. His statement implied that bandwidth used for multiplayer and other network functions won't be affected. Players may experience somewhat slower or delayed game downloads but we will still enjoy robust gameplay. We appreciate the support and understanding from our community, and they're doing their part as we take these measures in an effort to preserve access for everyone. Sony's move follows similar efforts from serv- um, streaming providers like Netflix, YouTube, Disney+, Plus, Amazon, and Apple to lower video quality in an attempt to reduce strain on Europe's internet infrastructure. Now many internet companies are claiming that they have enough headroom to meet the increased demand but with the possibility uh, for more potential stay-at-home orders or even complete shutdown they want to be on the safe side however in North America there are no such requests unfortunately that doesn't mean that it hasn't been smooth sailing. Spectrum has been experiencing outages over the last week and as 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 have xbox live they had two outages last week sony sony's playstation is known to be a bandwidth sucker when it comes to using bandwidth but it does if it does get worse we can expect to see people being forced to stream less or god forbid we have things uh, we have to watch things in 720 instead of 4k (laughs) fucking nightmare i was um, like oh my god you have to watch 420 on your galaxy x your galaxy 20 like oh my god
1: it's so funny because um lorraine go. we were talking about this and i said this is pretty cool i like that some of the some of them are doing this because it will help you know with, right. with more important things to do like me working <laughs> <laughs> right um but she goes. I don't know. Are are you going to be able to watch uh, videos and anything but the highest definition? I go. Um, I wa- everything I watch. I watch on a monitor I bought at Goodwill. So,
0: <laughs> so yeah.
1: I think I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was so funny because I I had watched all of Star Trek Discovery on this crappy ass Goodwill monitor. I think it's a seven twenty, and it's not shiny. It's like really matte. <laughs> it's like something from an office. And then um, I was like, oh, no one's home. It was one day that no one was home because we had just moved into this apartment. And I was like, I should um, I'll go watch in the living room. Yeah, fuck it. I was like, wow,
0: <laughs> this looks different.
1: <laughs> I was like, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty good. I think I'm going to put a TV in the room is what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> so... This guy. Um, (laughs) In 2018, several internet services decided to pull channels from Alex Jones and his InfoWars setup, including YouTube and Apple's App Store. Um, But until now, the company's app remained available via the Google Play Store. While conspiracy theories and lawsuits from parents who said he'd lied about, about them and their children weren't enough to earned Jones the boot. Wired reports that the final straw came after Jones published a video disputing quarantine and social distancing efforts meant to slow the spread of COVID-19. Google and other companies have banded together – I don't like that because Google's like the, la- everyone else already did it. Everybody
0: already did, yeah.
1: Oh, whatever. To, to, well, to combat misinformation about the, they have been doing that. Yeah, the- about the coronavirus. Made pandemic. it sound
0: like the Justice League at some point. Like- <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> if they're the Justice Google's fucking Aquaman. You miss me with this bullshit. <laughs> and it, in a statement.
0: I was going to say uh, the Super Twins, but, you know, that works too.
1: <laughs> and I'm talking about Justice League of a Amer- man, like the old school, like Justice League and Friends bullshit. Um, <laughs> And in a statement, a spokesperson said, now more than ever, combating misinformation on the Play Store is a top priority for the team. Um, end quote. The only question left is why they waited so long to do something that seemed inevitable from the start. Thank you, Engadget. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's for obvious reasons, right? He's, he's It's It's obvious to me, and it should be obvious to everyone else, that this dude... Um, Alex Jones doesn't even believe his own shit. He just finds something that's popular and he becomes the devil's advocate. That's his shtick. Right. You know, he, he's like, I'm going to say the unpopular controversial thing because it will get me attention. It's like a, like a low rent Howard Stern that no one likes. Right. You know, and he's kind of trying to latch onto that kind of entertainment, but it's not framed as entertainment. So it's damaging. Yeah. Um, so good. I'm happy that he doesn't get a voice, but a lot of people are like, oh, freedom of speech, it's like not how freedom of speech works. Yeah. Um, they, the platforms that he was using do not want his bullshit on there. So they, yeah. they cut him off. He's free to go out into the street and yell at everybody
0: Yeah.
1: if he wants, but
0: he just wants to get money off of it. And I mean, right. his website's still behind a paywall, I think. Um, but
1: uh, you know what? I'll go to it, <laughs> but I'm doing it in
0: a private tab. See the one thing that uh, the one thing that I find is interesting, and uh, I've been hearing this before, is Biden released a, a campaign ad against Trump using Trump's own words against him, and uh, the Trump campaign is trying to take it to court and and forcing a cease and desist order on television networks, saying that it's unlawful. They've got to take it out, even though they're using clips of Trump saying these things. And um, I was like, you know, this is I go this would be classified as freedom of speech and imp- imp- impeding on freedom of speech because as Trump the candidate is the president of the United States his campaign which works for the government is trying to stymie speech so in in essence the government's trying to stymie free speech yeah that's what the first amendment is designed to protect not somebody who goes onto uh, onto a someone else's platform. That's why I got kicked off YouTube and uh, Facebook and and uh, what was the other one? Um, the Apple Store because he's a fucking douchebag and they're like, you're on our platform, you have to combine, you know, abide by these rules. You don't, you're out. That's how it works.
1: Well, it's so funny because to further my point, so the Infowars originally was saying. Um, the coronavirus was bullshit, but now when you go to their site, one of their top news stories is British science, British scientific advisors, China covering up full extent of coronavirus could be 40 times worse than reported. It's like, so now we're on that tick
0: now. Yeah. Now we're going to whatever,
1: whatever gets the clicks. Right. Like the world's already accepted that the coronavirus is a thing. So now they got to change the narrative. of it. It's just sad. They use really hot chicks in their videos though.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny because like, you know, same things
1: Fox news does.
0: Yeah. Like uh, you know, Fox News and, and the Trump administration ca- keep calling it the you know, China virus or the Wuhan virus instead of the COVID nineteen. And even the conspiracy theory on that is I hate to educate everybody, but COVID nineteen means China something, you know, virus and I was some made up dumb shit. Yeah, and I was like going, No, that's that's not what it means. But uh <laughs> Doesn't
1: it mean it's corona?
0: It's um
1: coronavirus.
0: 2019
1: yeah the numbers for the year yeah Yeah. but what's the d for
0: uh covid nine covid 19 disease disease yeah yeah and uh it's funny too because uh you know my brother's been going between coronavirus and and trying to say he's been trying to use coronavirus or covid and he keeps saying clovis and i go clovis is a city in northern california (laughs) (laughs) i go this stop it i go stop making up your words
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, though. Some of these girls on uh, on Fox News are hot, hot, hot.
0: Oh, yeah. Dumber you than know. shit, but, you know, hot, hot, hot.
1: And they're not dumb. They're just making money. They're just <laughs> a very advanced form of prostitute. Prostitutes.
0: I was thinking that, too. <laughs> yeah, they're
1: just showing you the goods.
0: Right. But uh-huh. anyway, that's really rude. So. <laughs> well, on the other side of the break, we'll be, dis- um, we'll be discussing uh, season one of Star Trek Picard spoilers in this, uh, in this review, because if you haven't watched it yet, and you have a free month of CBS All Access, so there's no excuse to not watch it. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll be right back. Alright, so, this last Thursday marked the end of season one of Star Trek Picard. Uh, Patrick Stewart's return to the iconic character in a 11, uh, well, 10-episode run. Now, we've been watching this, obviously, religiously, and uh, this is one, one series that Adam actually watched the last episode. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I still need to watch that Star Wars one. Yeah, that
0: Mandalorian one? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, overall view. What was your overall view of the series, of enti- uh, the season entirely?
1: I mean, overall view, I loved it. I thought it was a a great original story. It did a a good continuation of an old story, but in like a fresh way um, It was a nostalgic fucking hard on <laughs> for obvious reasons um, Shit, I mean, what else is there to say of an overall perspective? um I thought the acting was awesome. yeah. <laughs> when we get in more detail, I'll have stuff to say. But what do you think?
0: Um, I thought it was a great series. Uh, I really thought that this was a good uh, uh, a good way to bring back Picard because it's always been said that Patrick Stewart said he was pretty much done with Trek, with unless they did something different. Like if he was just set to play Picard again the way he was in the series, it wouldn't be enjoyable for him. But much like he did with the X-Men series, he goes, he's pretty much done with it. And they offered him such a cool perspective. And I, and I think a lot of people that are bitching about it um, don't really see it thematically. They're just on this nostalgia trip of, of oh, this isn't the Captain Picard I remember. It's like, yeah, but characters aren't like that. Humans aren't like that and this was i thought a beautiful story about a man who was broken because he was betrayed by the thing he had pretty much given him his allegiance to and being broken he repaired himself he you know and that's one of the things you kind of notice when you see the opening credits where you see pieces falling and these little pieces start creating you know the image of Picard it's like that's not just there for oh cuz it looks cool it's there to kind of say that this is a broken man putting himself back together. And I thought it did a great job, but it also gave a really great closure to a character that is mentioned throughout the, throughout the season, but very rarely, but very seldomly shown. And, um, I thought it was just, just really excellently done. Um, so, I guess we just kind of go into it. How do you want to go into it?
1: <laughs> um well, let's start I'm gonna start with what am I gonna start with? Let's start with negatives. It can't be perfect right right so what what do you, what did you not like so we can so we can fucking cheese and and be crazy at the end talking about the positive <laughs> stuff. Let's get the bad stuff out of the way
0: um the bad stuff. I would probably say would be things like, um, uh, I don't really know. I mean, it's it's really to me like any of the negative stuff that I think some people are are talking about and and things that I don't necessarily agree with are nitpicking. I think yeah. in in a, in a lot of instances, if I were to pull this thing apart, I think I would be nitpicking at a lot of the stuff. Um, you know uh if you want to go with the negative uh they didn't have they didn't have the dog in enough number <laughs> 1 they didn't <laughs> so stupid um i think some people have been complaining that the fact that you know the admiral tells picard to shut the fuck up um but i i kind of was like no that makes sense because picard let's be honest gets into himself a little too much
1: he does. He does. He, he chooses the scene.
0: Yeah. And,
1: but in a good way. But he usually dominates a conversation.
0: Right, and you know, and then somebody just decided to just like shut up. I'm. I agree with you this time. You know. Um.
1: I, I think the cursing thing was overblown. Like, they're cursing because they weren't allowed to do it back in the day. They would have. Right. Because fucking in Enterprise, um, Scott Bakula said, "Damn." Well, Which he, was big back then. Yeah,
0: and he also said that he would kick your ass out the airlock. Knock you on your ass.
1: Yeah. So, uh-huh. it's happened before. I don't yeah. know what the big deal is.
0: Yeah, I mean, and some people will talk about, you know, the the sex between Soji and Narek. And I was like, well, we had it in, had it in abundance in BSG. Why is this somehow different? You know, it was like, you know, and, and it wasn't for naught. It wasn't like we saw her tits or whatever, you know it was like graphic it was just kind of like no it was just mostly (laughs) post-coital you know
1: like it's and that's a perfect point too for for me is that because i did notice i saw the scene i was like oh you know okay um just because i'm not used to seeing that in star trek but it wasn't it wasn't just done like let's get this hot chick to get half naked right then I would I would be on the side of like, all right, you know, what are we doing? You know right. what I mean? But it, it furthered the fucking plot of the two characters, right It showed intimacy, you know, and stuff like that. like it was important. And also, I hope people in Star Trek are having sex. <laughs> yeah like, we, we
0: know Tasha and Data did,
1: <laughs> and it was oh, right. And it was always talked about in Star Trek, you know the fucking Orion slave girls, and, right. like it, it's just they weren't allowed to show it back yeah. then. Actually, you know actually,
0: it, if I could go with one negative. I thought they really, really missed a good opportunity between Narissa and Seven of Nine um, in that last scene they had together. I mean, they were fighting, but it could have easily, you know. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) It could have gone into something a whole lot better. I think two,
1: (laughs) we're going to get serious for a minute, two (laughs) things that um, I could put on the negative list, but even these are just, you know, kind of nitpicky. Um, The Doctor chick um i forget her name oh you the mean uh robotics uh, agnes? The robotics chick
0: agnes yeah agnes um she
1: to me was a confusing character sometimes one the anxiety and i know you know just like in the 90s every show had to have a black person everyone has to have one anxiety person in every show i get it I Steve has explained inclusivity to me, <laughs> so I understand, but um first of all, let me let me preface with. The acting was superb she she I, I've seen her somewhere else, and I can't remember where she
0: was on Scott Pilgrim. she was the drummer right
1: right her the acting of the character was was expertly done, but the character to me was a little confusing just because they were trying to make her confusing because you didn't know whose side she was on. But it ended up just kind of being something I didn't feel like paying attention to towards the end of the of the the thing. That might just be me. But especially when it was in the um, I think it's because she did a double double cross like <laughs> when when she was at the end and, and then she sided with the, the machines and then she said, oh, no, I'm not. I'm like, didn't you already do this? Hmm. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I don't know who side you're on. And you're confusing me too much, but that's just me. That was just a minor annoyance. And the only other thing, too, is I would have loved seeing – and this could very well happen later on. Uh, even in a book, I would love that. But just more of a backstory, Seven of Nine, and, and kind of what brought her to – Oh, yeah. I mean she vaguely says it, and you can pretty much extrapolate what's going on. But I just love that character, not just because she was hot. <laughs> like I, th- That character was awesome. It was the only – the only reason I watch fucking Voyager sometimes is be, is because of Seven of Nine, because she, the whole development into being human, kind of reminiscent of Data, but like she started off as evil.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like a reverse Data. Like, she was human, then became Borg, and then was trying to understand being human, because she was assimilated as a small child. Yeah, so when she,
1: she was six. Yeah. So I was... um. I I would have loved seeing a little bit more of that. I get it though; it wasn't that wasn't the main storyline. Right. Um, and also, and this is just a personal thing, I didn't want that Vulcan chick to the the sister of uh the um Soji's little boyfriend there.
0: Oh yeah.
1: I didn't want her to die because she was hot. <laughs> right. She she had that whole like. I'm going to slap you, but I'm going to fuck you kind of look to it. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm down with it. <laughs> it's like, just tell me what
0: the safe word is, I'm right? <laughs> is there a safe word?
1: <laughs> Does there need to be, you know what I mean?
0: Um, no, but um, for yeah, me, no. negatives, Like, they- Actually, there is one negative, and this is serious. This is serious. Oh, okay. I, I would have liked to have seen a little more or got something with Rafi and her son.
1: Yeah, not just cuz the, the the little scene they put in that that's that's a great point. The little scene they put in for me all it told me was you're a horrible mother. Right. But it doesn't go into that. It doesn't say like what happened to her. And, and there was no know.
0: redemption on it. Like like because we saw that she was yeah, she's just a horrible yeah, mother. Yeah, that she's <laughs> just a horrible mother. That's that's a fact you're going to have to deal with. But uh, it was one of those things that I thought was interesting was that we saw her and not to mention that he's married to a um a Romulan, you know, is going to have his child, but it kind, you know, it, it gave you a little bit of like, this is something so you can understand why she's trying to be mothering to other people like she was to Agnes and she was to Soji, you know, uh, you know, Aunt Rafi, as she always, you know, as she was saying, um, it would have been nice to see her kind of reconcile with their son or maybe a little more into that as of like why she was like that. You know, because you but you, it kind of alludes to the fact that, you know, because she was obsessed with this Romulan conspiracy theory, you know, which in a lot of instances in the way it is now. Like nowadays, you can totally understand how people get so obsessed with. It's like Richard Dreyfus from Close Encounters, you know, gets so obsessed with this thing that he neglects his family. So you kind of see that. But it was like I kind of would have liked to seen a little bit more of that or even maybe some flashbacks in it or something along that. I I think that that was a night that would have been a nice little character development and and i think that's that that we we always talk
1: about people saying oh this isn't you know how trek is supposed to be or whatever because television's changed yeah. and the way stories are told and and that is one thing that i think i do miss about old school tv is um there's never there never seems to be enough time or space to d- dive into some of those secondary things you know what i mean like the TV now, Picard included, and and Discovery and all that is like we have this one story we need to tell, and it's 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 a never ending flow from I, the beginning of the season to the end, right. which I, is perfectly fine. Right. But you miss some of that little stuff. I,
0: I get I get that argument. The more I thought about it, I get it slightly. I get it slightly because in it doesn't a lot, ruin the show. It do, yeah, it doesn't ruin the show. It doesn't make the show shit or you know however some of these people are. For me, it it makes the show less character oriented because the one thing that we got with isolated episodes is that we were able to get episodes that focused on various characters of the series that's how we grew to love data that's how we grew to know about troy's mother you know and and riker and his father and You know, the the racist episodes of TNG, you know. Uh, (laughs) that seemed (laughs) to that seemed to always involve Talsha for some reason. I don't understand. Because (laughs) of the rape gangs. Right. Um, That's right. You you remember the part? So it was an episode of Star
1: Trek and Steve's gonna remember this. (laughs) Episode of Star Trek Next Generation where there were Native American or some Native American colony that needed to be moved and the Shellyak owned rights on the on the planet. Right. So at the end, the big Picard won. Because he said, you know, subparagraph, blah, 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 blah. And he chose the Grisellas as the, the third party arbitration. But they're currently in their fucking hibernation cycle, blah, 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 blah. Why I remember that much, I don't know. <laughs> There's a part in it where he cuts them off because they had been cutting him off. Like right. a big dick move, basically. Yeah. He cuts them off. And then when they're calling back or hailing back, he lets him sit. Sl- right, sit. He lets him for- sit. Right. He lets us sit. He slowly walks over to the uh to the plaque that says USS Enterprise checks for dust. Those kind of scenes don't fit in the way Star Trek is now. Right. The the lightheartedness, I think, is what people miss. And I do too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you can't have your cake and eat it too. Right. And if if you make a show that's exactly like a 1990 Star Trek show, many people are not going to watch it. It's not going to no one's used to watching TV like that anymore. So what I would prefer is that we move on, we we modernize things, but still keep that general that essence of what Star Trek is, but also if I'm feeling nostalgic for the old school, I'll watch the old school.
0: Right. And, you know, you know, and there's one thing that like people said they're like, yeah, if you want Old Trek, just watch Orville problem with that is that not a lot of people watch the second season of the Orville. If you look at ratings, ratings were significantly down from the first season. So it's like people are going no to watch
1: a third either because it's too big of a fucking gap.
0: Right. And and the mention it's going to be on Hulu now. Um, But, you know, that's kind of the thing. Like, you're kind of like, well, you know, it's like the people that complain about backwards compatibility. Well, why don't they offer it? Yeah, well, not a, according to like Microsoft, not a lot of people play them. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, you can complain about it, but are you actually really watching it, or was the first season enough for you? You know, so it's that kind of instance where it's like, yeah, and don't get me wrong, I I, I liked the Orville. I love the Orville. It was great. Second season not as strong as season one, um, but you know, again, what are we really complaining about? You know, uh, so if we go into positives, um. I'm still a little confused as far as the Romulans. How the Romulan society is. Because like... They, it
1: seems business as usual, but I don't... But they don't the have Romulus. Is, is exactly. We we know that they don't have a home world anymore. So it would have been nice. I like that they were there. I think the Romulans, especially when you're talking about Picard, the Romulans are a big key. Yeah. Um, But I would like to see... Where their like their main fucking planet is now, what right. what what are their goals apart from the because honestly, I never really quite understood why they kept the board cube, yeah, other than my assumptions of trying to get the technology from it, but it it never was really laid out yeah as to what they were doing now i get it the romulans are secretive but i'm the audience i'm not in the story
0: (laughs) (laughs) right and you know and i did like the fact that we did learn more about romulan culture yeah that was cool like the the concept that oh well they don't believe in artificial intelligence you know it's like and then there was somebody even more secretive than the tal shiar you know the (laughs) the something vash what was it the the Oh God, I can't remember the name of the the. Uh, I can't either. But uh, you know that there was somebody more secretive than the Tal Shiar, and that's even a group that's more feared than the Tal Shiar. You know, so it was it was kind of cool to to get into that to see. Uh, but honestly, the out of every group in, out of every
1: group in the show, the Romulans were the most familiar to me. Hmm. They were very much TNG Romulans. Yeah, like they might be shinier and kind of more diverse looking. They don't all have the same fucking haircut. But they were very they're they're fucking Romans that think everyone's trying to kill them. Right. Like I liked how they said every Romulan house has two doors, the main entrance, but the real entrance, because right. they're that fucking paranoid. <laughs> like that was really dope. Like I like how they got into that. Because I like little shit like that. Yeah. You know, I know it doesn't all fit into a fucking TV show, but i I would love if they would write some companion books that do- that delved into that shit because I'll read the fuck out of them.
0: Yeah. Well, so one of the things that um, that I thought was interesting uh, or one of the things that I, I really liked was the fact of data getting a proper farewell. you know that that whole arc of data starting the story off and then being there at the end. And then giving him the most human of endings, being a- be- being able to articulate that, you know, uh, you know, without dying, you're not actually, it's not actually a life. And some people were, and I was reading some reviews where people were nitpicking in the, well, can he communicate outside of that little thing? It's like going, you're missing the bigger point. And I think yeah, that's...
1: It was more of a poetic scene. It wasn't... You're not supposed to pick at it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And that's what I think a lot of people, particularly people that don't understand Trek, and I'm going, and I'm talking about the people that are complaining about, that are saying like, it's not the Trek that I know. You're, you're not getting, you don't understand Trek is really, because it, one of the things that I, I, I came away with when I was watching this is that everybody always talks about like, oh, it's not progressive. It's violent. It has drug use. It has cursing. It's like, that's, not the point if that's your if that's what you're looking at you're missing the bigger picture Star Trek now is ta- this particularly Picard and I think I mentioned this to Patrick and I I mean i um, to, to Adam is it's Star Trek made for now because the thing is is the world has changed in those 20 years since we last had Trek and the problem is is that the world isn't as optimistic we as a people are pragmatic just look at like we wanted our we wanted Batman to be dark so everything has to be dark we wanted gritty we wanted that but oh god forbid we do that with Trek the thing yeah. is the thing is is that the world has gotten gritty it's gotten dark there isn't a lot of hope in this world we're pragmatic because we we believe as a society that anybody that's hopeful is going to just going to get eaten up in this world and what mm. and what Picard represents and what Picard does to this motley crew that he has is give everyone hope again, bringing the best out of each other, and that's what Picard is for. Picard himself has to bring himself out. He wasn't drinking his own Kool Aid, yeah. Until until he ran into to um, Soji, and then he got his drive again. And then it was getting, you know, because you had you know you had um, all his crew the the the. Elnor and you had uh, Rios and Rafi and Agnes all these people that were broken by their own decisions and by the things they experienced and but they fell in line with Picard again because Picard was that pinnacle of hope and that's what it's supposed to do it's like in this world this universe that's dark there are portions of light that are going to come back and that's what Picard took Picard and even in in, um, Discovery season 2 particularly with Pike is giving people hope again That's what it's for,
1: which is what I think discovery season three. That's the whole point of season three from what it looks like. But I I do agree that I think what a lot of people well, the naysayers or whatever missed every character on that ship that Picard was on was just as broken as him. Mm -hmm. They all had made some grand mistake or something, and they all kind of. It was interesting. They didn't all get wrapped up. Picard did, yeah. but the, the rest of them didn't. They don't have any resolution yet. You know, it's almost like they found solace in him, but they still have their own issues. So it's 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 really interesting how it's being told. But I will stand on this. I do understand um what people are saying. I don't understand how vicious they're being about it, but I do understand when people say this isn't how Star Trek is. The tone is a little different, but I think the message is the same. Yeah. You know, and, and if you can stop watching everything, like you're watching it on a fucking VHS tape <laughs> and just watch it from a modern point of view,
0: this is how Star Trek is now. Yeah. Would you rather have no Star Trek? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Would I'm you, in- would you, reg- would, do you want them to go back and just take the scripts from the original series and redo those again? Right like it it doesn't I'm
1: sorry if you can hear my kids in the background by the way. Everybody's home. COVID-19 get over it. <laughs> uh the um the whole thing with with that is like I've gone back and I love the old um stuff. And a perfect example of this is I grew up on TNG, love TNG. When I try to watch original series, a lot of them are hard for me to watch. Yeah. Because to me, that isn't Star Trek. It has a different tone. It's a little – there are some gem episodes that no one can tell you is a bad fucking episode in the original series. But if you're watching just a common like bottle episode or whatever, um, there's a tone to it that I – it doesn't resonate with me. I don't understand it. You know what I mean? And that that same shit happened when TNG came out. People were picketing. This is ridiculous. This isn't Star Trek, blah, 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 blah. It's there's always going to be people that do that shit.
0: But now we just have social media that gives them So know. now there's more people cuz less people were apt to fucking write a picket sign
1: <laughs> for a television show. It's never that fucking serious. But um now people are just complaining online and that's fine. They
0: don't have to watch it. By the way, that chick that plays Narissa in the 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 Hot Romulan, mm. she actually voiced um Poison Ivy in the Batman Hush
1: oh all i know is she was she was a different kind of sexy <laughs> but i think she was a
0: little too into her brother there's a lot of that going on too a little, a little bit of one. dangerous liaison kind of going on there
1: right <laughs> that was one character i really loved in it too was that i'm really bad with names but the the male romulan Nerik. Nerik. Yeah. i fucking such a good character i the liked acting.
0: him i know i liked him too like he played the both side. you know the the you know the 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 doting boyfriend but at the same time you know he's like really kind of trying to get this information out of her. Yeah. I love the like fact you, that I loved in the end in the last episode when Nerissa told him he's like I found their calling, she's like um did you fuck any of them? And then he's like I killed one. Well, like, huh? that's a start, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like the acting from him was
1: incredible. You could feel the internal struggle that he was he was having. Yeah. Between like duty and love like that kind of shit and yeah it's a a, you know it's an old trope but it was done fucking well and i really liked it um that guy was dope i liked um although another one we didn't really see much of was the young romulan the fucking kung fu warrior yeah um he was fucking cool
0: yeah i liked i liked that he was kind of a badass like you know was, oh, when he fucking cried at the... Oh, my oh God. Oh, God, I know. When he cried, you were just kind of like, oh, my God. Because he
1: cried, cried. Yeah. He cried like a child. Like I, like, I was like, oh, shit. I like
0: when he followed uh, Narek back to um, back to the ship, and then he s- pulls out his sword, and Narek goes, I choose to live. I choose to live. Yeah. <laughs> um, one person I think we needed to give some really props to is um, Soji the actress that played soji isa barones uh played soji sutra and uh dodge
1: um yeah she was all over the
0: fucking place uh beautiful she's i mean um but her performance to play each character even the difference between soji and dodge slightly different from one another you know and it, it was it was nice and then playing sutra later on um and I gotta admit, fucking sexy as fuck as Sutra.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, this is like the like the um the bad twin sister, <laughs> like that kind of shit. You know, and you're like, Oh fuck. With I the gold kind of way.
0: Yeah, with the golden, the data skin and the eyes, I was kind of like, and then the way she was, I was like, okay, is it weird that I'm getting turned on by her? Because <laughs> I'm feeling that's some to away. That's
1: definitely a cosplay you can keep in the closet <laughs> for later. You feel me? <laughs> right. um, but no, she's, she's um, you know, we can sit here and talk about how hot she is, but she was she was an p- amazing actress. That, re-
0: that rendition of Blue Skies. She even sung the Blue Skies yeah. rendition,
1: which yeah. was very good. Um, um, because it gives the, it, it, I I almost I heard it and I didn't know it was her at first, but I was right. like, I like this version because it fits better, because the the normal Blue Skies song is a great song, yeah, but it's a very happy song,
0: yeah, you know, like in tone, you know what I mean? Well, you hear it also in the the first in the first episode, yeah, in Picard's story. So
1: it's it, the way she sings it is it's it's happy. But it's very, um, like I don't know. It just fit the fucking scene. All right. What the I'm things- not good with explaining emotions, <laughs> but
0: it was just good. One of the things that I thought was was hilarious, and also just shows you just the mental capacity of some of the complainers is I was reading some that were complaining about like, "What's the obsession with blue skies? I don't get it." What's the obs-? and I was like, going, really?" So you you missed out on Nemesis, <laughs> like you know, like there are a lot of. Speaking of Nemesis,
1: there are a lot of people, and I get the point where they said there really was no need, but I'm going to make a point at the end of this. They say there really was no need to bring Data back at all because he already had a heroic death, so his story was already tied up. I said, yeah, but he wasn't brought back for Data. He was brought back for Picard. Yeah. Because Picard was holding on to that. That was like, there were two things Picard was holding on to in this show. One, the main one that everyone, if you missed, you weren't watching it, was the the whole since attacking mars thing um well also romulus blowing up kind of pissed him off um but the other thing was data he was still holding on to that like that whole conversation in the last episode was fucking crazy you know i was just like fuck
0: yeah because it was it was interesting because you you get that whole culmination of everything in the end where he was like you know do you regret save you know do you regret risking your life for for them and he and Picard was like of course not he's like then why do you believe that I would regret risking my life for you and it was just like that's it like that's the whole thing is like Picard is holding on to that because he should have seen it Picard's holding on to because he should have seen what was happening and Data did and sacrificed himself for Picard it's survivor's guilt that's what Picard has
1: yeah that's all it is he 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 views it as he made a misstep which caused Data to die right He's 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 his perspective is skewed he's the captain Right. He's the one that's supposed to die for Data. Right. And that and and you know what? That's actually a reoccurring theme with him and Data because that almost happened in First Contact as well. Right. And he went back for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's the, there was always like a bond between those two. They with well, it was I don't know, man. You, you it was just back, so you, fucking You good. go
0: back to um best of both worlds. Data yeah. linked up with Picard to save Picard from from the You know. So it, it, it there's a there is a lot of connections where they're risking their lives for one another and here was something that they couldn't escape it and and data died and I thought that data's explanation for wanting to die was actually extremely beautiful and the fact and the the beautiful the 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 way the scene was shot when data was actually dying when Picard was giving his speech and you have data lying down and you see him starting to age but what what made me actually kind of tear up was picard holding his hand yeah the younger picard. the younger picard in his in his suit holding his hand as he died and it was it was that that's the beauty of it and, and if you just can't get past some of that other stuff you're not enjoying this you're missing out because you're being all caught up in your head you know um so it was there was a lot of a lot of good uh, one of the characters i actually kind of liked was rios and I like the fact and Rios is that, awesome. And the fact that he also has all the different, uh, holographic programs,
1: <laughs> you know, one thing I like too, and this is something that, um, I noticed, but never really like acknowledged. I just was like, whatever. Cause to me, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But, um, I like how in, in shows now we've not, everyone doesn't talk the same. Right. Okay. It's not like they're all from the same neighborhood all the time. We've also gotten past the people are caricatures right. and just silly shit. And now we've gotten to this: a character like Rios, who is Hispanic, but unapologetically so, <laughs> which I like because it, that's the real diversity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, that was always a hard sell for me back in the day with Star Trek. Was like, I get it that it's a unified Earth, but they're still gonna people from different areas are going to act different. Right. You know what I mean? And I think the original series hit got that a little bit better than uh, TNG. TNG kind of – if you, if we could say any negative about TNG, it kind of did –
0: It kind of homogenized everybody. Yeah.
1: It kind of whitewashed everything. Yeah. Like everybody – not I'm not saying everyone was Caucasian, but it made all of Earth the exact same like culture, and that's impossible. It right. wouldn't happen that way. You know what I mean? Every You would have – Kind of how we're seeing now in the newer stuff, where Rios is obviously from. He could be from Spain too, but he's obviously from one of the fucking Spanish-speaking countries. Right. You know, it doesn't matter what fucking year it is. <laughs> 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 like, that's where he's from. Why would that whole language die? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And it was always an excuse, but oh, World War Three, six billion. Yeah. or six million died. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> that's, that's not right. a good excuse. You're just doing this because you don't want to have a bunch of languages on the fucking screen because right. it's cheaper. Like, okay, that's fine. Because that was another in the episode of Discovery where the fucking... Universal translator. One of my favorite fucking scenes was the universal translator failed and yeah. they were all speaking random languages and, and shit.
0: And then Saru is all like, did anybody else learn other languages? It's <laughs> like he learned like, like a bulk of the languages.
1: Yeah, and everyone's like, no, we're not tryhards." like you. <laughs> <laughs> saru fuck off um but uh but yeah what I, I, like I, too, I like
0: that though like the like what i like too with saru is that i mean with um rios is that each hologram was him but with a different voice the irish yeah. doctor you know it's like state the nature of the, oh bloody hell you know it's like it was it was cool seeing all those different ones and then the the real spanish one that was the pilot because he's like, <laughs> he was like, he was such a stereotype dead, of his, he was just
1: not, and he did his job, right. you know, but he just was like, ah, like, <laughs> he just annoyed
0: with everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Never
1: spoke English. Yeah.
0: And, and it was, I, I mean, I like the subtleties that Bacar had of the hesitation of sitting in the center seat. Like when he went to talk to yeah. Rios, he almost sat in his chair, but then he moved over and then took the, the con section.
1: But he's still the fucking captain. Like no <laughs> one, like. Everyone's doing what Picard's saying. It's it's his right. personality type. It doesn't matter who he is, <laughs> like on the ship. Rios is still doing what he's he's saying, but it's his ship. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I do like the tone of that. But um I don't know, man. It, it was just so good. I'm excited for the second season. I honestly though, I I told Steve, I'm happy there's a second season, but it could have ended now and I would have been fine with it.
0: Yeah. It could have been a, a So I'm kind
1: of curious. What they're going to be doing.
0: You know who I want to see though is Laris and Zaban, the two Romulan caretakers that live with Picard. Oh yeah, dude! That, that scene when the Romulans came in, stormed his uh, chateau, and they fucking just like went to town on these guys. Yeah. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> it's like I, I I need these. I need more of these people. I want I to need see them in my life. I need to see what these people were doing before because apparently they were with the Tal Shiar, from what I'm gathering. Um, so, what do you,
1: what do you think the second season is gonna, gonna bring? We have no basis of fact on this; right. we're just more of wishful thinking.
0: Um, I mean, there's there's talk about bringing in, um, uh, Guinan because Uh oh, Patrick yeah, Stewart yeah. made that, but there's also more inclination of bringing more of previous characters. Oh, oh, you know who's coming back, um. Is uh, Robert Picardo, who played the holographic doctor in Voyager. Oh,
1: nice! I like him. Yeah,
0: he's supposed to be. He he's he's said in an interview that he's been asked to to return. Um, so I mean, I'm hoping to see Worf or Geordi, you know, yeah, in there. Um, even Wesley, I would like to see Wesley or the doc or um Crusher. Yeah, because
1: no one Wesley's story is weird. Yeah, you know, it would be nice to see like where he ended up. Um, the doctor, I mean all of them really, yeah. like just
0: throw them all in there, fuck oh, it okay let's before we before we wrap this up, because I feel that's kind of where we're going. Troy and Riker, their episode awesome I loved it um I was just like like seeing them, it was you know was the, you see the emotion in Troy when she sees Picard and she hugs him, but one of the things I liked was fucking Riker's intro. Like you see him and what is he doing? He's listening to jazz on an Alexa, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, and making food. He's ba- he's making pizza.
1: Which is what he liked doing anyway. Yeah. yeah it's exactly- And he's still fucking it up. So
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. <he> <laughs> what I although when Picard came in there and was just like, um he's like Romulans and he's like shields up, you know, it's like fuck he's got that house on lockdown. Yeah. Like,
1: and I like that um, Troy checked Picard. Picard was being a little insensitive to Soji, and that was a pretty that was a pretty intense scene. Yeah, because you're not used to it's it's almost and and for me it was it was kind of funny because that was where a switch went off in my head where I'm like, oh, they're not. This isn't TNG anymore. Right. Like they're friends.
0: Yeah, they're not. You know what not- I mean?
1: Because I was like, <laughs> she had to calm that tone down. <laughs> like, that was like my immediate thing. But then I'm like. No cuz they're 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 good friends they're not but is she even
0: she even prefaced it by saying this wouldn't be appropriate on the bridge of the enterprise but right <laughs> you know like you need I to check like, yourself damn. you need to check yourself
1: need <laughs> watch you speak to him. oh but speaking of right before we fucking move on how badass was Riker at the last episode when he told that bitch, he's like (laughs) Commodore or cat, whatever the fuck you're calling yourself.
0: (laughs) I want to know what that ship. was. I know where he's like, you know, I'm in the strongest, um, the strongest ship in the fleet and he had like 50 of them. I was like, what
1: the fuck? And
0: he's like, so, you know,
1: also I just real quick, I am, you know, I looked up, uh, the, I don't know how to say her first name. I don't know how to say her whole name. Um, the actress who plays Soji, um, Mm -hmm. And it it worries me, on a deep level for society as a whole, when I click on images, and none of them are risque. She's a fucking, she's like an actress, actress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's not just ripping her top off all the time. But the which second, I wouldn't be against. Right. Yeah. The second suggestion <laughs> is, um, I how do you say your name? Isa. Isa Brune- Briones. Yeah. Feet. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not trying to kink shame here, but can we not? <laughs> I don't understand why people love seeing women's feet. Uh, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> the rest of the body is a lot hotter. <laughs> like, just stop it. Yeah. But um, it's no, like but the, it, it's
0: like the shit that they do with uh, Quentin Tarantino now. Like every, <laughs> like all the shit of like you're just seeing feet
1: all the time. Let's actually go to Memory Alpha, and let's go to. Um, is Picard on memory? It has to be.
0: It I'm must sure, be. I'm sure it is by now. Yeah. Pick. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so let's go to Picard. And let's go to the episodes. Because Memory Alpha is set up fucking gorgeously. It's easy to find shit. I want to see... Let's go all the way to the bottom. Shakespeare, T, Gollum, Memory Engrams, Neuron, Chateau Picard, 2379. Um... No, nah, it doesn't say, or at least there isn't a link. I wanted to see what that ship was. Like, it's kind of driving me crazy.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I know. I want to know what kind of ship that was, too, because it was, it was awesome. I mean, in that episode, seeing Riker and Picard both in the center seats was really I love the fact that she was like, yeah, they'll call this the Picard maneuver. Wait, that's a thing, isn't it? <laughs> like,
1: <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> I love the callback to the Treaty of Algeron. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they just say a fleet of, uh, starships. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh,
0: it's like you had, you had, you, you made the enterprise appear in two, two places at once. It was the stargazer on a long time ago. Like, yeah, checking. I like how he brushed that off. <laughs> like it's, it's like, I'm che- he's checking her. That
1: was the old, that was the oldest he sounded in the entire, epi- in the entire <laughs> series. He sounded like an old man right
0: there. I don't know the shit. I did like the fact that they brought back that defect in his brain that we, we, we discovered in uh, the last episode of TNG, like where they, they pull that back in there and they're suddenly like, oh yeah, it's that. But they didn't call it Aromotic Syndrome, but there was a slight defect. So it was really, I was kind of, it was nice to see that kind of make that callback. But that's also, that also
1: has a few questions too, because if you really think about it, Picard doesn't sync up with Best of Both Worlds very well. If you really think about it.
0: How so? Like – What do you mean? Best of both worlds or the the series finale?
1: The series finale. I'm sorry. Okay. The series finale. So he and Picard, he was about to die. You know what I mean? But see, here's – and it doesn't sync up as well because the whole Romulan thing didn't exist when they made – the series finale the whole romulus exploding well
0: remember we don't know if that was an actual future or a q induced future yeah that's true too you know there, what? I would have liked seeing q that's, that's fine, i know Steve. i would love to see q back in that again I, that's what my brother said too he goes i'd like to see q i go i would too i mean maybe
1: we will next season yeah. I, mean, I mean it, it was depends it would, on if the actor going to do it it was or cool
0: not. if it was cool in the uh, when um when uh, rios was talking to his hologram he's like he's like captain picard the chief contact with the Q continuum you know <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah i mean i i thought it was well worth this series i mean well worth paying 6 bucks a month to see <laughs> um uh yeah. but i'm i'm really looking forward to season 2 i can't wait to see how that works out and um
1: i'm looking forward to all of season 2 um fucking be- the lower decks or whatever show yeah, coming out when that comes out the other one the um the secret agent one. Yeah, fucking... that was
0: that was supposed to uh section thirty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's supposed to follow after season three. But uh... oh and
1: also I wanted to kind of bite my tongue a little bit on um, let me look it up because I've I kind of forgot and I want to make sure I say it right. There is a book um called Star Trek Picard The Last Best Hope, which is bef- it takes place before the Picard series, and it explains what we saw in a brief flashback. The whole um, – I'll read the fucking synopsis. A thrilling novel leading into the new CBS series. No, I don't want to hear your <laughs> review of it. I want to – I hate when they do that. You know, Like, fuck off with that. <laughs> okay, here we go. 15 years ago. You let us out of the darkness. You commanded the great greatest rescue armada in history, then the unimaginable. What did that cost you? Your faith, your faith in us, your faith in yourself. Tell us, why did you leave Star Trek's fleet Star admiral? Fleet. Yeah. So this is the whole backstory of that, where we only got a general knowledge of it. Right. But this is the whole the whole thing, and it links right up to the show. So I'm definitely copping this book. Um, What's it called again? It's called – Star Trek Picard the last best hope Mm. and there's also a comic um, called Countdown they do these countdown series for Mm -hmm. almost every Star Trek but this is Star Trek Picard Countdown it's one of three Um, I've read I didn't realize the third issue was out I've read the first and second it's good Um, it's it's more the same it's like before what was going on but it's I think it's closer linked up to the Romulans than anything else But, yeah, so there is stuff out there. I just, I really want them to start being bigger on the books again because I do like Star Trek novels, especially. I know if they did them now, they would be taken. Like, look at what um, they're doing with Star Wars. It's, I've oh, heard yeah. great things from the Star Wars novels, you know, so I, I kind of want that here. But, you know, I'll just cop this book. No big deal. What happened? <laughs> this is, this is a professional outfit, right? I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess on that note we can uh drop into our one last thing. Oh, Poor old Uranus just can't seem to catch a break.
1: Dude, when I read that when I read the title of this, I checked I checked myself. I was like, "What?"
0: <laughs> Something already tipped the the planet on its side so its orbit is perpendicular to those of the other solar system planets it's probably smells terrible and now scientists have discovered that the atmosphere of Uranus is leaking out into space hidden in the data from Voyager 2's historic 1986 encounter with the icy planet and undiscovered until now was the presence of a plasmoid a pocket of atmosphere atmospheric material being funneled away from Uranus by the planet's magnetic field it's the first time a plasmoid has been spotted in connection with an ice giant and it doesn't just show us that Uranus's atmosphere is leaking it's also revealing some of the dynamic some of the dynamics of this planet's per, uh, peculiar twisted magnetic field. Actually leaking atmospheres aren't that uncommon. It's called atmospheric escape and that's how Mars for example turned into what we think was quite a damp planet into a dusty, barren wasteland. Venus is leaking hydrogen. Jupiter's moon, Low, and Saturn's moon Titan are leaking. Even Earth is losing about 90 tunes of atmospheric material a day. But don't worry, we have about 5,140 trillion tunes, so it'll take a long time to completely disappear. But there are several mechanisms whereby this can occur, and one of those is through a plasmoid. These are large cylindrical bubbles of plasma, ionized gas, bound by magnetic field lines streaming away from the Sun. The region known as a magneto- magnetotail. The in the you can see the uh, images in the article that's linked in the show notes. Uh, ions from the atmosphere are channeled along the magnetic field into this into this region and the solar system winds cause the magnetic field to break at the side facing the sun, a bow stick. They whip around and reconnect with the tail, pinching off uh, spinning plasmoids. Some of the ions bounce back towards the planet, producing on Earth auroras, and the plasmoid hurtles off in the opposite direction, taking the atmospheric ions with it. but uranus is a pretty tricky planet and let's be honest its magnetic field is a straight up mess where earth's magnetic fields are more or less consistent with the planet's orientation uranus is all twisted sideways with its magnetic poles angled 59 degrees away from the geographical poles and it's not even centered if you were to yeah, don't they
1: think something large hit it at some point yeah
0: i think that's prob that's what they think because they're saying here that um uh, if you draw a line between the two those two poles, it would miss the center of Uranus by a quite a large distance. <laughs> and there is all fucked up. Yeah, it's all it's it's that, you know, that drunk cousin that kind of shows up. You're like, you're just a fucking mess. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's kind of <laughs>
1: like you can still like you're family, but right. <laughs> you're a fucking master. You can get it together.
0: Exactly. Uh, there's even evidence to suggest that the magnetic field opens at night and closes during the day. Seriously, look at this. Who came up with this? There is a you can they have a diagram to show you like how the poles and like the southern the, where the equator is and where the southern and northern poles are. It's just it's a fucking mess. Yeah, uh, it was it was this mess of the magnetic fields that drew the attention of astronomers uh, Gina Di and Dan Gershman of the NASA Good Earth Space Flight Center who were planning potential planetary missions and thought this particular oddity would be a good starting point. And they were studying the data collected by Voyager 2's mag- magnetometer in January 1986 in higher in high resolution than any previous research, where they noticed a wiggle in the data and a blip in the magnetic field. They processed the data, which came to the conclusion that, yep, even though Uranus has a weirdly skewed wobble magnetic field, that blip did indeed present a plasmoid, roughly 204,000 kilometers in length and 400,000 kilometers across. That's 170, 127,000 by 200 uh, 250,000 miles likely full of ionized hydrogen moving away from the planet. And this reveals some new information about that magnetic field. According to researchers' analysts, it shows that Uranus's magnetic field connects at the tail, like Earth's. It also suggests that internal forces play a role in in the planet's magnetic dynamics. Of course, it reveals a mechanism whereby Uranus could be losing a substantial amount of mass transported away by plasmoids. Voyager 2 used the data analyzed in over two decades old so the researchers suggested the best way to find more is to send another probe so um, to check it all out. It, quote, "The nature of the magnetic spheric circulation and mass loss process remains outside outstanding and essentially an essential tro- topics about Uranus and Neptune." They wrote in a, in their paper in order to definitively determine the relative contribution of planetary rotation and solar winds forcing in driving global mass plasma dynamics new in uh, situ measurements will be necessary until then the enigmatic ice giant magnetosphere awaits further exploration so yeah
1: I mean general consensus is Uranus is a mess
0: yeah I mean, and that's true with anybody. Uranus is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so I think that brings us to a close. What do you think?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, unless you got something else to say about Picard.
0: <laughs> nah, I think I'm done.
1: Or something more to say about Uranus?
0: <laughs> I, that's for another show. That's for Patreon. <laughs> so why don't you bring us, take us out? Uh,
1: I guess well, if I <laughs> I just playing I'm, just, I'm being a dick. Um, <laughs> thanks for checking us out, <laughs> and I mean checking us out. Okay, you, you know you want. it. Right. If you would like to help the show, please feel free to donate. You can donate through PayPal on our blog, Thelazygeeks.home.blog dot uh, home If you can't help out monetarily, which is a big word. <laughs> Um you can review to the, the show day, or the day our, <laughs> Right. Our reviews will help raise our profile and expose us to more people um you know pending a restraining order. Uh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I sp- I wanted to make it uncomfortable and I just, you know, I ended up actually being uncomfortable. So.
0: <laughs> uh, you can follow us on social media. You can follow us on facebook.com slash geeks, Twitter and Instagram, both under at Uh Comments, suggestions, or questions, you can email us at thereallazygeeks@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel.
1: <sighs> if you can't, click on any of the links available. I don't know why I'm off. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, if you can't click on any of the links available to the show notes, want more content or updates on our um, upcoming shows, just check out our blog, lazygeeks.home.blog
0: By the way, my parents always told me I wouldn't accomplish anything by laying in bed all day, but just look at me now. I'm saving the fucking world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Also, be on the lookout for our new podcast dropping this week. Uh, The Away Team has returned, and we're doing our first episode on Star Trek First Contact. So be sure to check that out. Um, But anyway, that is it for us this week. So until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we are the Lazy Geeks.